Feels like I'm on the edge right now of making the playoffs. I'm sorry that Tyrod let me down. Let me down. Feels like you're on the edge right now. I wish that I could say I'm proud, but you're headed to the sack. Go. Thanks to Tom Brady. Don't look back now. Welcome in to the Showtime Fantasy Football Podcast. Today is Wednesday, December 1st. That's right. We are in the month of December. It is okay to finally listen to Christmas music, Canon and Luke. Welcome in, brother. This is a this is a this is a treat we have here today. Yeah, um, playoff time, or you know, a week before playoffs. Uh, obviously, this week is pretty meaningless to some people, but it's also very, <laughs> very, very meaningful to some other people. So, um, yeah, uh, should be should be exciting. Yeah, and I, I forgot to introduce myself. Uh, my name is Ty Langston. Not in the Sacco this year. I uh, just want to put that out there. Also, from sunny Phoenix, Arizona, where we have the best professional basketball team and the best professional football team in america subtle flex and, and this is your other host triton bins locked into the sacco playoffs <laughs> for the first time in like five years um so yeah, yeah how, feels honestly better. honestly how does that feel to go from championship 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 to so much success now you are facing the sacco yeah, you know, it's it's just not been my year. Um, <laughs> I I kind of framed that one picture of my my uh 3P just kind of basically assuming I wasn't going to win four in a row. Um so honestly, might as well just get out of the way and eliminate myself early. Um but yeah, Rogers Arkansas, no professional sports teams, but the Razorbacks did just hand a whoop into UCA, so Are you worried that a Sacco this year would tarnish your reputation that you've built up over the last couple of years not at all i mean I've, I've built up such a legacy um it's really an untouchable legacy as a three-peat champion no one even really remembers my sacco i would say it was so long ago um, uh, i'm pretty sure we remember it but uh <laughs> yeah so like you said this is a really exciting week last week of the regular season before playoffs start pretty rare i think for the Sacco to be completely decided a week out of the playoffs. Um, just feels like it always, something could always, even like a tiebreaker could always come down to the last week. Yeah. And I guess technically it's still not completely set in stone, but I mean, it's, it's set yeah. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> um, thanks to me winning you and Andrew are headed to the Sacco. I, I kind of already went through some of the matchups on the Monday night preview, which I'm sure everyone uh, tuned in for uh, it was good content this week but we're gonna quickly 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 review each game from week 12 um, I'm gonna start off here with Jeremiah taking will down by 12 points Jerry really took advantage of the quarterback uh, difference Aaron Rodgers 30 Lamar 11 will's getting really frustrated with Lamar I don't know if Lamar is going to be his starting quarterback uh, in the playoffs, but both of these teams are pretty safe into the playoffs. Um, yeah. Jeremiah evens up will at the top of the standings with eight wins here. Cordero Patterson, 
I get we'll get in we'll probably get into this in the later segment, but Cordero Patterson appeared on Jerry's roster this week, 26 and a half fantasy points. He continues to be an absolute superstar. Alex Collins really falling off here, as long with the whole Seattle Seahawks team, 14 rushing yards and a fumble. They just could not get it going. Uh, Jamar Chase, um, th- uh, five fantasy points. That's got to be one of his lows of the year. Tim Patrick, I mean, Jeremiah kind of wheeled out a dumpster fire of a lineup this week and still won. So good for him. Tyler Higby, 0.8. Debo did go for 20. And then he got, uh, wow, Jeremiah has been on fire recently with the defense and kicker combos. 33 from them. Looking at Will, it's kind of same old, same old from him. Uh, Adams had a great game. Dawson Knox scored two touchdowns. Again, going with the two tight end formation, Gronk, 123 yards. It's been working out for him. We'll see if he continues with that into the playoffs. And then 19 from defense and kickers. So, honestly, pretty even matchup here. Will just didn't get it done. Uh, I think he needed like 20-something from McLaurin, and it just didn't happen. Uh, So, yeah, good win here for Jeremiah. And both of these teams are headed to the playoffs. Yeah, uh, stat of the day is over the last two weeks, Debo Samuel has combined for two catches through <laughs> two weeks and still has 35 fantasy points. Um, we want so dual eligibility at ESPN. <laughs> but yeah, Jerry gets the win, pretty much secures his playoff spots. Um, Will's also probably in there. Uh, taking a look at our next matchup, it was that pivotal matchup for you. Oh, wait, we're not doing Showtime yet. Um Let's take a look at Cannon and Max. This one was pivotal for Cannon. He needed a win to really feel secure about this week and trying to get in the playoffs. Uh, This one was pretty meaningless for Max. There was that controversy of Luke setting Max's lineup and being wrong about Jalen Hurts. Three interceptions, no touchdowns. Wait, would he have – would he have won? I think he would have, right? If he had played Wilson and Waddle. Yeah, Wilson and Waddle, I think he would have won by like a point. He would have won uh, with Wilson and Waddle, but not with Wilson and Hilliard, which is what he originally had. Um, so, I mean, uh, yeah, Waddle did actually go off in his flex, uh, 24 fantasy points. Uh, Renfro was really good. Thielen, so he had a really good receiver. Uh, surprisingly enough, uh, Najee and Chubb were both pretty terrible, and Dan Arnold, uh, not surprisingly, had one point. Um, <laughs> looking at Lucan's team who who helped him secure uh that seventh win uh Dak Prout who you traded him uh when Mahomes was on by and has since been traded back there is a controversy about the one week trade of Dak Prescott I'm still hoping the commissioner, commissioner will look into that and investigate you mean um, Cannon seeing as, <laughs> uh, seeing as how it was him I highly doubt that that will go through um and then his running his running backs Jonathan Taylor and Daryl Henderson, 17 and 15 each, and then really nothing else to write home about other than Justin Tucker, who did pull out the win for him with 13 on Sunday night. Uh, I think he needed Tucker to out, uh, maybe just not get outscored by Chubb by a certain amount, and Tucker ended up uh, kind of going in on Chubb. So uh, Cannon gets the win here. Uh, great stuff from Cannon. Yeah, looking at our last irrelevant matchup of the week, it wasn't irrelevant as in terms of playoff uh, standings, though, because Andrew was coming into this game at five and six, trying to climb his way to where he is naturally belonging, and that is irrelevance. Cole 
has been on a bit of a tear recently since starting like one and three or something horrible like that. Um, yeah, this one was a really close game. Five points came down so close that Cole decides to bench the Baltimore defense on Monday night, costing himself 12 points for you would hate to see that come back to bite him this week. And by hate to see, I mean, we would all love to see that, uh, Looking at the rest of Cole's team, Mixon, holy crap, 30-burger from Mixon against the Steelers, 165-2 and two on the ground. DeAndre Swift on uh, Thanksgiving, I believe. Yeah. I, I can't believe last week was Thanksgiving. It feels like forever ago. But, uh, yeah, DeAndre Swift got hurt on Thanksgiving, di- didn't really do much. In that Thanksgiving game between the Lions and the Bears, uh, Montgomery and Hawkinson combined for about 20, which is pretty good for Andrew uh, Kirk Cousins threw a pick, 230 and two. That's like a very typical Kirk Cousins game. Eckler's still a monster. Mike Evans had one of his low floor games. DJ Moore caught a 60 yard pass, but that's about all he did because Cam Newton blows. And then the the mistake of the week here was benching Leonard Fournette uh, for any of his running backs. That cost Andrew the win, and it cost him a chance to not go to the sacko. So tough scenes here for Andrew. Um, and, yeah, the, both these teams are kind of pretty locked in. I, and we'll talk about the playoff scenarios here in a bit, but I think Cole's pretty locked in. Yeah, and taking a look at our last game, it, uh, our, our first Showtime matchup, uh, we've got you, we've got Josh. Uh, Josh has been up and down all year, and lately he's just been down uh, 71 fantasy points for Andrew Luck's comeback. Um, not really sure what he's thinking there. Andrew Luck is not coming back, even though he goes to Stanford games. Um, uh, Justin Herbert, 23 fantasy points. Uh, uh, that was, that was pretty decent, but looking up and down Josh's roster, it was really just blow after bagel. Uh, you kind of tricked him into starting Aaron Jones, (laughs) uh, only, only 23 rushing yards, no receptions, no touchdowns. Um, uh, Mike Williams had another Mike Williams game. I don't know how many times he has to score single digits for Josh to bench him. Uh, Kyle Pitts has been pretty disappointing since he had like a couple decent games. And then uh, DK Metcalf, only one catch. Uh, Josh, Josh's roster is just littered with uh, low upside people. Um, uh, so only 71 points for Josh. Uh, kind of brutal as he left Gibson and Higgins on the bench, uh, 20 points each. Uh, taking a look at your team um oh dell beckham jr you traded for him you believed in him uh and he scored 16 fantasy points markery andrews got in the end zone 14 fantasy points michael gallup 13 uh tyrod did actually score a touchdown uh breaking news for you uh and you ended up getting to 112 not not really a ton of drama here your team was pretty good and josh's team was really bad yeah so we're going to do a little history lesson here on the podcast. Uh, back in the day, the Greeks were in a war um, with Troy, right? And uh, they pretended to desert the war, and they left behind this this horse. And inside the horse, there were Greek warriors waiting to come out when the uh, when the Trojans were least expecting it. That's what I did by trading Aaron Jones to Josh. That was my Trojan horse on his roster waiting <laughs> to destroy him. He fell for it. Luckily, 2.3 fantasy points, and I secure the easy win, and I'm laughing on my couch in Phoenix. So really good strategy here for me. Uh, I'll be giving a lesson uh, later on if you guys want to sign up for that. It's a subscription model. 
looking at our last matchup of week 12, we've got Deputy Bacon's Chode falling to circle the wagons, 79 to 104. In your biggest matchup of the year, you just threw up a complete bagel here. Uh, only three touchdowns from your team. Tom Brady just got voltered over and over and over again by Leonard Fournette, only put up 13. Zeke was actually your high score of the week at 13.9, and you were already frustrated with that performance. Uh, Lockett get, got 96 yards, but only three catches, no touchdown. Jefferson, pretty much same story. Harris fell into the end zone, but he didn't do anything else other than that. Kittle uh, was kind of a bum. And then Jerry Judy. <laughs> Jerry Judy didn't really do anything at flex. Only 13 from defense kicker, kind of ho-hum. Uh yeah, I mean, you, this is this is this is what you were looking forward to the whole season, a chance to make the playoffs, avoid the Sacco and yeah, he just didn't get it done. Uh Luke Luke kind of put it on you on Thanksgiving. Josh Allen, Diggs and Schultz combined for like 60 something points it looks like and that ended up being like about 70% of his total points cuz McCaffrey got hurt, didn't do much. Godwin, not nothing. Keenan Allen had his very usual game, seven for 85, and then 10 from defense and kickers. So, yeah, I mean, end of the day, Luke uh, is riding, what, a four-game win streak at this point, three or four. So uh, good to see Luke pull himself out of what looked to be a lost season a couple weeks ago. And, yeah, you are headed to the Sacco. So, sorry. <clears throat> All right, then that was our week 12 review. And now we're going to take a look at, uh, I mean, is there even a point in doing the waiver wire this week? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Jamal Williams a little bit. All right, we're going to take a look at the waiver wire as I scroll through my internet history and try to find the free agent offers. Oh, I found it. Um, what did you have to scroll past on your internet history? Uh, just some uh, not porn. All right. <laughs> Um, so Jamal Williams, $32 to circle the wagons. I definitely thought Jamal Williams would go for more, mostly because Andrew bragged about having $195 of fab left and that he was going to get Jamal Williams. And then Andrew, of course, forgot to place a bid on Jamal Williams. Uh, I mean, I don't really know how Jamal is going to be without Swift. He'll probably be okay. Um, Cannon unsuccessful bid. And then I think there's a $0 unsuccessful bid from Jerry next highest. Dollar guy was Zacherts from Cannon. Needs a replacement for Darren Waller. Cannon was um, very active on the waiver wire. Cannon, yes. Cannon placed like 20 bids. Jerry placed <laughs> a lot of bids. Luke placed a lot of bids. Um, the rest of the league kind of let go of the rope at this point in the season. <laughs> well, um, I, I just have no money. So yeah, that's all, that's another problem. Cannon got Sony Michelle. Did you get the Tavola out? Ensuring uh, Daryl Henderson there. I got the Colts. You know, it's. It's got to be kind of uh, worrisome for you to have Andrew with unlimited money essentially entering the Sacco because he can just block any of y'all. Not worried at all. Um, I did get the Colts D because I'm a man of the people for this week, and I'm going to ravage Cole. Luke, uh, Daniel, Car back to the Daniel Carlson well, $1. Cannon, Boston, Mary Scottery, and Jerry got the Bucks D and Van Jefferson. Um that's pretty much it for the waiver wire. Now time for everyone's favorite segment. Dun, dun, dun. Trade review. What a drop. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, so definitely a point of conversation in the group text this week. Uh, should we move that trade deadline back a week uh, for next year? Just because 
uh, we've got to the point where uh, we have teams locked into absolute desperation, must-win scenarios with nothing to lose, and it's leading to some lopsided trades. Um, kind of makes it hard to really even review the trades because it, the situation depends on everything so much. Uh, taking a look at the most recent trade, we had Luke and Will uh, Will acquiring James Robinson for Alexander Madison and Gronk. Uh, I guess Luke is a little scared of Dalton Schultz moving forward, so acquires Gronk as another tight end asset, and Alexander Madison should be pretty good while Dalvin's out. Uh, I think this week they have the Lions, so definitely a good matchup there. And I think James Robinson has the Rams, so I think really Luke's just looking for a better matchup at running back two for this week. Uh, so pretty good job there from Luke if he's trying to smash Canada and make the playoffs. I'm not really sure why Will did that unless he just really likes James Robinson. Um, collusion. <laughs> yeah, there's also some collusion there uh, for sure. Uh, scrolling down to find another trade. All right. Uh, the much maligned Miles <laughs> Sanders for the Dolphins DST. Um, I mean, at this point, you are completely all in on your best lineup this week. Miles Sanders is uh, probably likely to sit out this week, um, and the Dolphins D has a good matchup. Uh, uh, we also did another trade. I gave you Miles Gaskin for <laughs> Melvin Gordon. Um, Gaskin is on bye for me next week, and I and you're really just worried about this week. And so he, I think he has the Giants this week, so definitely good play there. He's, he's been kind of on a tear, and I acquire Melvin Gordon, who is playing, I think, the Lions next week. So I get an upgrade next week. You get an upgrade this week. That's kind of a lot of these trades. Hey, don't forget our uh, blockbuster from today. Oh, yes, our blockbuster <laughs> from today that I have. Oh, yes, Antonio Brown for <laughs> Jerry Judy. Um, uh, I, you know, Brown, if he comes back eventually, I might consider playing. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit done with Judy. He's been kind of frustrating, but uh, it looks like you're going to start him this week. I, I think he'll be fine this week. I'm just, you know, it, it was really a pointless trade. Um, <laughs> Taking a look further on this list, we have Jerry and Max making a pretty surprising trade, I would say. Um, and if I told you before the season I that Travis surprised. Kelsey would be traded for Cordero Patterson, that would definitely have been a shocker. Um, yeah. I, I I love the trade for Max. I mean, his for the Sacco, his biggest weakness was probably tied in on his roster, and now he's got two stud running backs, a few stud receivers, and a flex, Waddle emerging. And now Travis Kelsey. I mean, honestly, Max's team is pretty stacked, which definitely makes me a little scared. Uh, Outside of quarterback. Yeah. I mean, he's got Hurts, who's been pretty good. Uh, And then for Jerry, I don't really understand it. Obviously, we saw Cordero Patterson go off this week um, and help him secure a playoff spot. So it's hard to blame Jerry. But when you're looking at winning a title – I don't know if giving up your weekly advantage at tight end and Travis Kelsey really makes sense. I mean, he Who's had he the skill players already. So Higby. Um, yeah, he's starting a bum Higby. So <laughs> it just doesn't really make sense from Jerry's perspective to me. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe Cordero will be a beast, but definitely a, definitely a win for the Oracle, I would say. Um, and then I think that's pretty much all the trades we had in the last week. So a lot of activity. We'll look at moving that trade deadline back a week next year, but it's made for some good conversation this year. All right, ladies and gentlemen, now we move on to our next segment, which is looking at the playoff scenarios. Uh, Luke sent us a big text with his whiteboard, <laughs> has no life. and he was I could not understand any of that. No, I could not either. So we're not even going to use that. Uh, sorry, Luke, <laughs> but I'm glad you 
the free time so well. Let's just take a look at the standings in the fantasy app. Uh, so like we said, it's pretty much locked at the Sacco. Uh, me, Andrew, Josh, and Max. The seeding hasn't been decided, but doesn't really matter there. Um, so obviously, Jerry and Will are pretty much locked into the playoffs with eight wins each. There is a tiny chance Will could drop out if Cole, Cannon, and Ty all won their games. And Ty would have to outscore Will by 80 points. So basically, oh, Will sorry, would have to put Will. up like a... Will would put up, have to put up like a 40 or 50 burger and you would have to go off. So really, for the sake of this conversation, let's just say uh, Jerry and Will are locked in. And so really, there's four major players in the either playoff or relevant scenario. Um, so none of you have anything to lose as far as going to the Sacco. It's yeah. all about winning this week. Um, the person who needs the most help is Luke because he only has six wins. You guys all have seven. If Luke, but Luke plays Cannon. So if he play, if he beats Cannon, he can at least guarantee himself a tie with Cannon, but he is losing in points for by, it looks like about 37. And so he's going to have to smash Cannon this week by 37 points to guarantee himself a playoff spot. Um, And if he, if he just beats Cannon, he's going to need some help from Andrew who's playing you or me who's playing Cole, <laughs> uh, he would easily pass you in points if you were tied at seven wins, but he's uh, quite a bit behind Cole. He's about 40 behind Cole. So he would have to smash Cole's score and me beat Cole, or he has needs Andrew to beat you if he does not pass Cannon in points four. Um, so that's what Luke needs. You really just need a win and hope that Cole and Cannon both don't win because if Cole and Cannon both win, you will not make the playoffs. <laughs> so you are rooting hard, hard, hard for Luke and me. You are my biggest fan this week. Trey, Trey, Trey. You are going to be rooting in your living room for Trey uh, and also for Luke. So, And then when you look at Cole and Cannon, they both have seven wins and pretty good points. They're sitting in a good spot. I think uh, really if either of them win, they're pretty much guaranteed in. Um, and that's they, pretty much they all they are guaranteed in. Yeah. So if they lose, they basically just need Luke to not pass them or the other one to not pass them uh, or the other one to win. And they, they're also rooting against you pretty hard. Uh, so they, they are Andrew fans as well, because if they lost and you won, you would get in over them. So uh, really everyone in the league is an Andrew and me fan right now, uh, which feels pretty good <laughs> from a new perspective. Um, so I, I've done a lot of rambling here. I think pretty much everyone knows their scenario. So do you have any, any thoughts on just kind of the standings and what you're looking forward to this weekend? Yeah. Well, the, the funny thing is I actually, uh, Luke is kind of screwed. I think Luke, Luke, it has to be the least likely to make the playoffs just because not only does he need to win, he needs to win convincingly and he still needs other people to lose. Like all I need to do is scrounge out a win and then hope one of two different people lose. And then I think for Cole and Cannon, all they have to do is win. Luke needs to win, win by a lot and hope other people lose. So Luke is really just kind of praying and tossing a coin in the wishing fountain at this point. <laughs> uh, it is nice. It, it's boring, but it's nice that all of us, the worst we can do is irrelevance versus like, there's definitely been years where you could end up in all three 
depending on how the last week went. So it, it's definitely nice for us that you and Andrew went to Bagel Town and uh, can, and yeah, and then Max and Josh's teams are just horrible. So yeah, I don't know. Like, I think it'll be a fun, I think it'll still be fun to track. I think especially you, like you, Cole, Luke Cannon for sure. And then uh, my game is going to be pretty entertaining. So yeah, I, I still think we've got, we've got some intrigue coming into the final week and uh, yeah, I think it'll be, it'll, it'll be fun. Yeah. So huge games this weekend. Everyone's going to be watching uh, a lot of group text activity. I'm sure uh, starting with the Thursday night game with the saints and the Cowboys, but let's take a look forward at week 13 um, taking a look at our uh, first matchup. I mean, I, I, we really have two irrelevant matchups. Honestly, here. let's just Ma- not even let's not even talk about Max and Will. Yeah, and Will. Let's just give a really pick. Let's just give Josh a pick. and Jerry are both. Let's give, let's give a okay. pick. For those uh, I'm, I'm 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 just gonna take uh, Max and Jerry. Okay, I'm gonna take Max and Josh. All right. Um, so let's just take a look at those games we talked about, the pivotal games. So let's take a look at the irrelevant one first, which is really the most relevant one, but there's no Showtime member. <laughs> um, Cole and uh, – sorry, Luke and Cannon. This is the big ticket matchup of the week. Um, they're both loading up. Taking a look at Luke's roster, uh, I think he's got to be a little concerned. He's got his stack. Josh Allen's digs. They've been a little up and down this year, and they're playing New England, who has been shutting folks down because uh, his biggest problem is he needs to smash cannon not just win and so Allen and Diggs I don't know if they have the upside this week against New England and JC Jackson but it's a it's a Monday night game so that's going to be some drama coming down to Monday night we know Luke's matchups have come down to Monday night all year and they just haven't pulled it out um, but we'll <laughs> see what happens this week a running back uh, with Christian McCaffrey on the shelf for the season. Officially he's going with Elijah Mitchell and Alexander Madison, uh, pretty good matchups for both Seattle and Detroit. He's just hoping uh, they get a lot of work fall in the end zone. Each of them uh, receiver two. He's going Keenan Allen at Cincinnati. Always a safe play uh, with Keenan Allen flex. He is actually flexing off the waiver wire. Jamal Williams. I'm a little surprised to see Williams right off the waiver wire into Luke's lineup. Uh, right now he's got Godwin benched at Atlanta. Godwin's been kind of up and down. He was really down last week. Um, maybe he's just not sure what to expect from Godwin in that game, but he is going with Jamal Williams, kind of just playing the volume game at running back, hoping he gets a touchdown and uh, quite a few catches from Goff. But that's definitely – I'm sure Luke is toiling with that decision. Uh, <laughs> Jamal Williams, Chris Godwin. Um and then he's going with – maybe the reason he's not going with Godwin is because he's going with Gronk at tight end, and he doesn't want to play uh, two bucks maybe. Uh, defense, uh, San Francisco at Seattle, that's a, definitely a risky one, but Russ hasn't looked great. And then going back to Daniel Carlson, looking at Cannon's roster, his stack also has a pretty tough matchup and also in a primetime game. Both major stacks are in primetime. This is going to make for great group text content. <laughs> uh, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Sunday Night Football in Kansas City. Uh, Cannon might even go there to give them some good luck uh, playing the Denver Broncos, who have a pretty good defense. At running back, he's going to hope Alvin Kamara finally suits up for his squad after trading for him. 
against Thursday night, another primetime player in this matchup against Dallas. Jonathan Taylor is going against Houston. I'm sure Luke is Holy terrified of Jonathan crap. Taylor against Houston. Jonathan Taylor is the number one fantasy player. He's going against the Houston <laughs> Texans. Jonathan Taylor is going to smash Luke. Uh, C.D. Lamb at New Orleans, another primetime player in this matchup. Uh, coming off that concussion, he's going to look to get back on track. Daryl Henderson against Jacksonville. Uh, Daryl Henderson is dealing the injury. I want to say there's some rumors about him not playing. I guess that's why Cannon picked up Sony Michelle. So, Good move there by Cam to get Sony Michelle in case Daryl Henderson sits. Uh, Zach Ertz, Philly D against the Jets, and Justin Tucker. Definitely some high upside players in this matchup. I, I could see it being relatively high scoring. Uh, the stacks could be huge. Um, you know, uh, just kind of looking at these teams, I really like Lucas Rapert to win the matchup, no. but not by enough points to, to pass Cannon. I'm going to say Luke wins by about 20 um, so I think that gives him still a chance. Uh, maybe if Cole bagels or you lose, uh, but I'm going to say that cannon still gets in the playoffs by not losing by over 30. Yeah. I, I I've got to disagree on this one. I, I just don't, I think Luke's in a tough spot this week. I mean, can this is cannons. This is the first time we've seen cannons, loaded roster fully healthy with jt camara hill lamb i mean he's got pretty much everyone at the table henderson i mean henderson may be banged up camara may be banged up but if they play i mean you got to believe they're going to put up points and then there's something about mahomes in prime time against the bronco i feel like he just shreds them in prime time so I think Cannon's going to take this one relatively easily. I, I think I, I do think Josh Allen and Diggs could be within striking distance, but they're going to need like sixty, and they get like forty. So I think Cannon wins this one, like one twenty. No, I'll say it's going to be high score. I'm going to say one forty to one twenty. Cannon gets the dub here. Uh, looking at our next matchup of Week Thirteen, you are playing. Cole, all eyes are on you in this one. We need you as a league. We need you to pull this one out. Please, please. I want to go to the playoffs. Uh, but let's look at who we're rooting for. It's not exactly pretty here. Uh, Thomas Brady. Tom Brady has literally never performed for you this season. He has a cake matchup, though, in all the rushing touchdowns. There's going to be regression this week. We're going for passing touchdowns. Tom Brady's going to go for five touchdowns this week. Ezekiel Elliott has been banged up, but uh, and they have a tough matchup on the road in New Orleans. But you know what? Two touchdowns for Zeke Elliott this week. That's what I'm projecting. Uh, Damien Harris, also a brutal matchup in Buffalo. <laughs> this is not the week we want to be rooting for Trey, but we're speaking into existence, baby. Damien Harris falls into the end zone. The Patriots dominate the game. Justin Jefferson. Oh, my gosh. The Lions are so bad. Their best corner is Jerry. Ju uh, no, sorry. Jerry Jacobs from Arkansas. That guy was horrible. I cannot imagine him trying to stay with Justin Jefferson. That's a 30 burger. Look in them. Tyler Lockett. We know Tyler Lockett has those high ceiling weeks, and this is going to be one of them. The San Francisco Fernandez division game. I am feeling a couple of deep bombs to Tyler Lockett this week. In that same game, we got Georgia Rekittle. Had a bad game last week. You, you, you shake it off, and you get back on the uh, back on the train with Kittle. Kittle is going to go off this week. And then 
Miles Squanders. I I don't know why he's in your lineup. I guess if he play, I guess if he plays, they're playing the Jets, so kind of barbecue yeah. chicken there. But another option is Melvin Gordon <laughs> at Kansas City. So uh, I know you guys are really God. invested in this game. If you have some lineup <laughs> advice for me, feel free to text me. Um, but right now I'm going to go with Sanders if he plays. <laughs> oh god all right we got def- uh, your defensive matchup you've chosen is the colts taking on houston uh can't really criticize playing a defense against the houston texans this year and then matt gay has been pretty good all year he is the number eight kicker and they have a barbecue chicken matchup against the Jags. Lots of extra points coming in that one maybe a 50 yarder mixed in there now looking at the matchup king let's see who's going to bagel this week Stafford and Cup. Oh man, yeah. I mean, there's they're not going to be throwing very much in that game. I, I see it as more of a Henderson game, more of a uh, field goal fest. Yeah, field goal fest. They stall out a lot in the red zone. Maybe a couple of drops by Cup. Uh, Joe Mixon. There's no way he can keep up what he's been doing. The Chargers' <laughs> run D is due to get better this week, so <laughs> definitely going to get less than ten points from Mixon. Oh my God! And here's where, Cole here, starting here, Tevin here's Coleman. here's where we don't even have to pretend he is starting Tevin Coleman in 2021. Tevin Coleman. Yeah, uh, I mean Michael Carter's out, so we Coleman could see some run, but I just don't see Coleman putting up a big fantasy number. Deontay Johnson, I am regretting trading him at this very moment, realizing that I need Cole to lose because Deontay Johnson has a pretty solid floor, but I will say his ceiling's limited and. Ben Roethlisberger looked horrible last week. Uh, Elijah Moore, who I also let go and Cole now has, has been kind of uh, breaking out the latter half of his rookie season. He's got um, uh, 23, 11, 25, and then last week, seven. So, honestly, pretty good stuff out of Elijah. Um, and then looking at Cole's bench, I don't see – and maybe he puts in Devontae Smith, but Swift is hurt, so that's good for us. Um, and then he's got the Rams defense. That's that's a pretty good matchup. But I think, you know, Trevor Lawrence is going to dice him up. So I'm going to take you in this matchup. I uh, <laughs> It's not – it's hey, I promise it's not just because I want it to happen. It's because I need it to happen. <laughs> uh, I, I, you're going to beat Cole, and it's going to be really funny. Yeah, you know, looking at, looking at these players um... – it's gonna come down to Monday night. Who's playing Monday? Uh, Damien Harris. <laughs> I, think I think I'm gonna be down like five. <laughs> I'm gonna be down like five points, and he's gonna have like 20 rushing yards through the third quarter, and he's just gonna fall in the end zone in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I'm gonna oh, win. Man. Um, that, so yeah, that would be hilarious. <laughs> I think I'm gonna win. Uh, let's take a look at our last matchup pivotal matchup of week 13 uh this one's pretty pivotal for you uh it's pretty much a it's a must Eh. win it's a must win for you uh against andrew and andrew is just he's similar to me he's playing the role of spoiler the rest of the league is rooting for andrew more let's take a look at who they're rooting for wait Uh, are you rooting for andrew i don't really care um uh (laughs) kirk cousins at Detroit, like you just talked about, uh, Jerry Jacobs could get burned there. So Kirk Cousins could have a decent game, but could also be kind of a handoff to Madison kind of game. Um, 
Austin ex- awesome excellent going against Cincinnati. He's always he's always ripe for a pretty good fantasy day. Uh, he's going with David nah. Opportunity home against Arizona. That's a pretty tough defense. We'll see what Mop can can ring up there. And then he is going with Leonard Four Tutties. Does Does four, Andrew know that he doesn't get the points from last week? <laughs> four touchdown performance last week from Fournette, and he has earned a spot in the flex. Uh, so he is benching Saquon Barkley. Um, definitely a, a tough decision, I'm sure, here for Andrew benching Saquon. Um. And then his uh, wide receivers, he's going with Mike Evans, uh, another Tampa Bay Buccaneer in his lineup. And then Darnell Mooney makes the lineup. Uh, DJ Moore on bye, not really looking at Brandon Cook. So he's going with Darnell Mooney, who's been really the Chicago number one. So not really sure I love him playing two Bears and two Bucks. Just seems like he's... You know, I actually heard there's going to be a lunar eclipse this weekend, so the moon will be covered nice um <laughs> all right and then uh hawkinson is kind of whatever he's going with the buffalo oh, another monday night drama maybe oh, buffalo against new england who's uh, actually been kind of on a roll on offense but can't really say it's a bad play with buffalo it's a bad play another primetime player in harrison butker um wait how did andrew get butker i thought will had him um anyways he, got, he probably got, got dropped got, for the buy dropped for the buy all right um Three taking wheel. a look at your team we've got Dak Prescott starting off on Thursday night uh, New Orleans has been pretty bad against quarterbacks uh primetime game you're definitely going to be watching all eyes on that one as Dak uh, should have Amar. I, I think Amari's going to play Lamb's definitely going to play he's got his weapons you just need Dak to come through for you uh, taking a look at your running backs, you're going with Josh <laughs> Jacobs and Miles Gaskin. A, kind of a low end guys, but pr- a home home matchups here. Gaskin against the Giants, they're pretty porous. Jacobs uh, always could definitely fall in the end zone. Going against Washington, I, I you know game script is huge for Jacobs, and I could definitely see the Raiders winning that game. Uh, looking at your receivers, you're going with a little three receiver set here. Uh, Odell Beckham, Brandon Ayuk, and Jerry Judy. Uh, looking at their matchups, you, you could definitely see them trying to feature Odell in that Jaguars game as they run up the score on the Jags. Um, Brandon Ayuk has really been the number one, and I think Devo is out this week. Yes, Devo's out. Um, so yeah, Brandon Ayuk really. You're, I think you're really counting on Ayuk uh, <laughs> this week to put up a big number on Seattle. And then Jerry Judy uh, is playing in that shootout, or at least they're going to be coming from behind against Kansas City. Could definitely see him racking up the targets there at Flex. And then Mark Andrews at Pittsburgh in that pivotal AFC North game. Uh, Andrews has been kind of a stud for you all year. You got the Miami defense going against uh, barbecue chicken alert. Either Daniel Jones or if he's hurt, uh, Mike Glennon. So really, either is barbecue chicken. And then Evan McPherson has been a really good kicker all year. He is the number six kicker on the, uh, on the year. All right. Um, honestly, when I look to pick this game, I feel like Andrew kind of has more of those typical fantasy studs. But you've kind of been going all in on this week trading for matchups doing your research i'm gonna go with ty Saquon goes off on andrew's bench again and he is just floundering it's gonna be pretty low scoring but i'm gonna go with 
tie 95 to 93 it's going to come down to the buffalo defense on monday night and when damien harris punched that touchdown <laughs> in, it's going to go on the points bracket and ty's going to win yeah uh that's a good pick i am also going to go with me i think dak prescott goes for 40 on thursday judy goes for 20 on sunday night and then the buffalo defense just can't can't make up the difference so I am going to go to the playoffs. Andrew is still going to be in the Sacco, and he's just going to be more sad about it. Um, we'd like to thank you guys all for tuning in to this episode of the Showtime Fantasy Podcast. This was your Week 12 review, Week 13 preview. Thank you guys a lot. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. No sponsors. Do, 